Live from parts unknown, you're listening to Simon Miller's Pro Wrestling Podcast. The only wrestling podcast on the planet, we think. Sit back, relax, prepare for positivity to run through your veins as Simon Miller gives you your weekly dose of powerful pro wrestling audio. It is Miller Time. Hello, my friends. Welcome to Simon's Pro Wrestling Show. I don't know what happened to the first one. I clicked go live, and then I got a notification saying, hey, your stream has ended. And I was like, well, that's annoying. If you're thinking to yourself, Simon, why are you holding your microphone like this and leaning back? Well, I'll be completely honest with you. I'm really sick. There you go. Look, cough. I'll cough on demand. I'm really sick for the second time this year, which is nuts, because I never used to get sick. And I decided today, I don't even care. I'm sitting back. I'm putting my feet up, I'm going to hold my microphone, and we're just going to do it like this. Again, if anyone is brand new to the show, do not forget that we are currently building a very special podcast, well, studio, I suppose. It's going to be over there. I'm looking at a bunch of wood and shelves and table nonsense right now. I just need to get around to it, but that's not going to happen when I keep coughing my guts up. So, apologize for any wry coughs, especially from the audio feed. Uh, again, you can get this on podcast. Don't forget, check out any apps. And apologies to my friends on YouTube. Again, Simon on YouTube, give me a subscribe. Give me a like if you're watching right now. Um, I don't know what happened. But we're away. We're here. We're together. We're friends. We're loved ones. Thank you to everyone that supports at patreon.com. Forward to Simon316. If you can throw a dollar in there, it helps because... Yeah, I don't really earn anything from this. When I say nothing, I mean, it's literally nothing apart from patronage. So thank you very much. So <clears throat> what a crazy weekend for professional wrestling. We will talk about AEW Revolution in a bit. Uh, I wanted to do, I'm gonna, I'll tell you the utter truth to fill you in on Simon Miller's life. I wanted to do a podcast yesterday because I thought, oh, I actually have a little bit of, um, a little bit of time. And instead, I was so sick, I fell asleep. Now, this has never happened to me, ever. I have never just randomly fallen asleep, but I've had so many bad nights, my body eventually went, nah, bruh. <laughs> I just fell asleep. I fe if anyone was wondering why was Revolution ups and downs a little bit late, it's because when I was clipping it together, I all of a sudden went, whoa. And that may have happened before I did this show as well. So I don't know what's wrong with me. This has never happened to me in my 30-odd years on this planet. But we continue forward, especially because, yes, in the early hours of this morning, if you are United Kingdoman, or in the late hours of last night, if you are, well, if you're an American, but I'm sure it's going to be all over the world, we had the turn. We had the thing that we've all been dreading. We've had the thing that we've all been, um, we've all been worried about. And I just thought it was absolutely, absolutely superb. I thought it was absolutely tremendous, absolutely excellent. Um, there's so many things that we can talk about, and we are, and we are going to to do that. But I just, I think this bloodline thing is absolutely tremendous, and the the patience that we've shown with it, and the the onion layers that we even put in last night on on Raw. I think the big thing that people still still seem to be uh, picking up on. It's just one of those things I was lucky enough to see, but I love the fact that some people don't see it. I think that's the whole point, is during the Rick Boogs Elias segment, Bronson Reed, which I thought was very funny, by the way. It made me laugh. If you look in the background, you can see Kevin Owens and Cody Rhodes having what seems like quite a, a heated chat. I mean, you can, you, know, you, can, uh, you can take from it what you will. But of course, the whole point is, you'd have to imagine that Cody is saying, what are you doing, Kev? What are you doing, bro? we got to go help and Sami Zayn, the bloodline is running wild and you don't want to do it because it's some base personal issue. This is about personal stuff, man. This is about sorting the company out. So, you know, there was that. Everything with Solo Sokoa is still awesome. I think Solo Sokoa is excellent. 
And then we get to the main event. And yeah, quick shout out to Lamel Lakel- uh, KH2 in the super chat again. If you do want to support the show, and you want to ask a question, you have a statement, put the super chat. I promise I will answer, respond to it, no matter what it is. And apparently you sent a super chat on the last stream that failed. Well, dude, if you write it again, I'll keep an eye out for your name and I'll answer it regardless. I'm sorry about it. I honestly don't know what happened. I clicked go live and it just went, oh, we're over. So, okay, that was a fun stream. And it will hurt me down the line because that's how YouTube works. But... So it was kind of weird because the Jimmy Uso Sami Zayn match maybe didn't feel as crazy as you think that it may do, given everything we've done beforehand. But I think it's because people probably knew that the match was almost irrelevant. I mean, on ups and downs, which again, which will be live even now very soon. Make sure you check it out after this on What Culture Wrestling. Even I was a bit like, you know, this. I presume that Sami Zayn is going to win with Jay Uso doing something. So quite ironically, it was a bit like usually how people react to an Iron Man match. Like, well, I wait to the end because I know the end is when the good stuff is going to come. So Jay Uso comes out of the stands. He stands on Ali in the announce table. That essentially distracts Jimmy, but that's almost irrelevant. Sami Zayn gets the most devastating move in all of sports entertainment. One, two, three. And it is a big win, I suppose, because it's Sami Zayn beating somebody in the bloodline. But again, it's about the payoff that we were going to get seconds later. And... The bit where Jey Uso is kind of grabbing Jimmy by the, the, the T-shirt and almost acting like, you know, I don't even know what the right word would be, but it's as if he was clutching at his heart. And they really did, they almost did it for too long, if that makes sense. I mean, it wasn't too long, it was the right amount, but they, they deliberately did it to make it feel a bit more emotional and a bit more, uh, I don't even know what the, 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 the right word would be, but it got me. And Jey Uso goes out the ring, he finds Sami Zayn, and they, they, they do the whole, you know, I trust you. I'm going to be with you. They do the hug. They put the fingers up in the air. And I don't believe, and you get these some people on the internet going, nobody saw it coming. I think we all knew what was about to happen. He slams him with the super kick. He throws him in the ring. They beat him up. The bloodline. Cody Rhodes comes out to make the save. That was a nice twist. I admit that one was different because you presume Kevin Owens was going to be there. But they keep being patient and they keep holding it off. But I think the best bit, the absolute best bit, that again, is something that people are chatting about after the fact, is that none of this happened until Roman Reigns said to the bloodline, if we don't sort this Sami Zayn problem out, I'm taking it out on Jimmy Uso. And as soon as we had done that, what happened? Jey Uso drew a line in the stand. He's gone back to the bloodline, which kind of says to me, we'll make it to WrestleMania. Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn will win the championships, so the tag titles. I still think Cody is going to win the, 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 real, the, the world title. But coming out the other side, are we done with this? No, I don't think we are. And I think there's probably going to be some kind of splitting from the Usos and Roman Reigns, or at least they hope. I hope we do that. There's rumors that they want to push Sola Sokoa as a mad uh, single star, which they should absolutely do as well. Roman's probably going to go away for the time being, as he probably should as well. You know, there's, there's so many things we can do. But the fact that it took the threat against Jimmy Uso, even if it turns out that we're just pulling at straws and there's nothing here, the fact that we can do this and the fact that there are all these onion layers for us to, uh, for us to jump into... I think it's absolutely tremendous. I absolutely loved it. You can tell the crowd is into it because they react as if they've just seen something humongous. And long may this kind of stuff continue. Even when the bloodline is done, let's come up with another storyline. And not every single act in the company has to have this, you know, eight-month integral, (coughs) excuse me, you know, well-put-together narrative. But it should always be the thing that underpins the show because it's helped. Like, Raw last night was sold out. I think SmackDown last week was sold out. Ratings are doing really well. And it's going to be interesting coming out of WrestleMania because there's always a dip. You'd have to imagine if we go in higher than we do do usually, then when we come out and we drop a bit, we won't drop as much, right? It's standard math. So it was terrific. It was wonderful. 
And now everything is there. Like, I, I assume either coming in or out of WrestleMania, now we can do Solo and the Usos taking on Cody Rhodes, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. That must have tied into the things that we saw as well. That'll be interesting. I think I'd rather do that post-WrestleMania, but again, I'm not worried. We've still got three weeks. You need to put stuff on, um, to put stuff on television. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I, I loved every second. And when... I kind of had similar feelings when both Revolution and Raw ended. In the sense, I kind of looked to the sky and just thought to myself, man, I love wrestling. <laughs> it's just fun. And it's just great. And I enjoy all the, all the madness that we, can, that we can create. Right, shout out to my man, Lamel KH2, who did put this in the super chat before he got screwed over. And again, all super chats are appreciated. It says, what a heartbreaking end to Raw. That's the word, man. Heartbreaking. I can't wait for the payoff, especially because I'm going to WrestleMania. A treat before I start medical school. You know I'll have a sign. Hashtag Oscar up. Well, dude, that's you're ticking so many boxes there. WrestleMania, you're going to medical school. We're repping Oscar. I will say the Oscar Bianca Belair thing, just to segue around all over the place. I like it because I like that match, but and I, I like Chelsea Green and Carmella being a team. But I kind of feel like the Women's Raw Championship is playing second fiddle at the moment, which is strange. So I hope that we kind of you know move away from that soon. I don't think we need to keep um, don't need to keep muddling muddling the broth, which is not a phrase. I, I just made that up. Um, but that, that, I think that kind of stands as, as a 180 to what we've done with that. I'm not saying you have to do a bloodline thing with it, but it kind of feels like it's there just because we need something and we should be doing more. Because I think that match could be awesome. And I would like to see them do more with that match. So, you know, I don't know what they're going to do on SmackDown either. I don't know if WWE has announced anything, but I presume Roman Reigns is going to be on the show because he said he's going to take care of Jimmy Uso. Jay Uso will now be back. Will there be some kind of consequences? It's not like Roman Reigns is a well man. And if we go back to SmackDown, don't forget, this is essentially Roman's empire falling down around him and him desperately trying to sort it out without realizing he's the problem because it's crazy. So yeah, I would imagine that by the time we get to Mania, the bloodline is ready to crumble, I would presume. Which again opens up the big question, does Roman Reigns actually lose? I know I say this in every podcast, but I'm going to concede saying it in case I'm right. Because again, Rock versus Roman Reigns, Rock wasn't winning. And then what do you do? Especially now, because they also announced the Queen and King of the Ring for <coughs> uh, May 27th, I think it was, which is the same weekend as Double or Nothing, which is the same weekend as Progress Super Strong Style. I don't know what I'm going to do over those three days. Somebody is in trouble, and his name is me. Uh, but if we get to that date, I believe that is the official date of Roman Reigns having the championship for a thousand days. Do they want to hit that? It wouldn't surprise me if they uh, if they do. So we shall see. Right. Let's skip to the other thing that everybody else wants to talk about when it comes to Raw. And that is the John Cena Austin Theory <laughs> promo off. Now, I have already been told on my Twitter at Simon316, cheap plug, as I do most days. This was the worst thing to ever happen in wrestling. How dare John Cena come back to the WWE and to totally destroy Austin Theory. Now, you can look at it that way, I suppose. You can, uh, you, you can have a, <laughs> the opinion that Austin Theory has been absolutely wrecked because of John Cena. And I'm like, you know what, man? I don't give a flub. I don't care. I mean it. I don't care. All I wanted to do is to be entertained. That's it. When I sit down to watch Monday Night Raw, I just want to be entertained. I don't have to worry about ratings. I don't have to worry about the future of certainly used individuals. I hope everybody gets used in the way that they deserve. And I hope everybody gets paid. But my word, am I not going to let my own life with real problems bog down with fake problems? And worrying about Austin Theory is, is a fake problem. He just did a skit with John Cena. If WWE ran me out tomorrow and said, Simon, do you want to come in and get eviscerated by John Cena? Yes, I absolutely do. Are you kidding me? That sounds wonderful. I mean, the greatest line and the line that most people are talk about is, 
maybe this is why, maybe I'm biased because of this, but Austin Theory did indeed go after John Cena's bald spot, which has never happened before. Lots of people have, have mentioned um, have mentioned John Cena's bald spot. You know, that, that has been a, a topic of conversation, but nobody has ever gone after it, lied publicly. I thought it was going to be like Hulk Hogan's bald spot. You were not allowed to mention Hulk Hogan's bald spot in promos. He told people that. I believe it was in his WCW contract. But <coughs> Austin Theory, he hit him with that. He smacked him with it. And what did John Cena say? Well, I'd rather be bald than have them pipe in cheers for my matches because no one cares. I was like, man, you lost Austin. You lost bad. And he talked about his name and how that um, summed up his wrestling career because in theory he should be great because he sucks. No one believes in him because he doesn't believe in himself. He's some kind of pet project that's gone wrong. I mean, it was absolutely, I thought it was hilariously entertaining. I mean, he flattened that guy like a bug. It was exactly the same thing he did to Roman Reigns in 2017. And it worked out okay for Roman. That's all I'm going to say. And Austin Theory is in a very different position because he's a bad guy, right? So that's almost his job. But I look, the way I look at it is like this. John Cena can get away with more because there's no consequences for John Cena. Whether he ran that by everybody or not, he can still do it. He can still say it. And even he gets told off. He's like, I don't care. I'm going to make another movie now. And you know, I'll, I'll come back and sell out another arena as and when you want me to. He's almost bigger than the company in many ways. It happens when you have these crossover stars. And if everybody had that kind of freedom, then yes, the promos would be better because you could say whatever you wanted. But that's not how it works. But still, he does have that freedom and he did do that. And I, I just thought it was tremendous television. Like I really did. I have no idea what we're going to do at WrestleMania now. I, I just don't, because even Cena said, well, whether you win or I win, you're still going to lose ultimately. So I don't really, <laughs> I don't really know how that goes, but I don't care because I sat the whole thing laughing my ass off. And again, Austin Theory went after bald people. And I was like, I appreciate that Austin Theory. So now I know that I don't have to worry about it anymore because uh, Cena put him in his place. But look, I think Austin Theory versus John Cena at WrestleMania for the United States title is a pretty big match. I'm sure they're going to come up with something smart. I don't think John Cena is the type of guy who I know he's done it in the past with the Nexus, but it's 10 years ago, over 10 years ago. I think there will be a payoff here that helps Austin Theory because no matter who you talk to, any kind of source, be it Triple H or Stephanie McMahon before she left, Vince McMahon, doesn't matter. They all are bigger Austin Theory. They just are. That's why he's United States Championship. That's why he's being given the match with John Cena to begin with because they're trying to find ways to put him into the John Cena position. And maybe they did watch the Roman Reigns thing and think, you know, if we just talk about the weaknesses that are apparent with Austin Theory and we do it from John Cena's mouth, this will um, this will benefit all. I don't know. I don't know, but I thought it was hilarious and I loved it. And of course, it ended with John Cena basically, you know, passing the torch, not really, but, you know, being all like, oh, man, Cody Rhodes, he's great, isn't he? Let's bring him out here now and we can just do a little bit of a dance, which is what they did. They did a little bit of a dance together. So, yeah, absolutely hilarious. Absolutely brilliant. Great segment. The reaction John Cena got. John Cena is now on that level where he's untouchable in terms of everyone respects him, ironically. He's been around so long <coughs> that there's... um. He's always going to be that guy now. And he's earned the right to be that guy. He's a Stone Cold Steve Austin. He's a rock. You know, he's one of many, many people we've talked about it before. So... I'm intrigued by the match. And, and look, we're, we're really getting towards WrestleMania now because all these matches that have been rumored for ages are now coming to fruition. You know, we also got it confirmed that it'd be Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul. I don't know who finally talked Logan Paul into uh, being a bad guy, but this is the greatest thing that we've done for him in ages. He's so damn good as a heel. Like he, he was such an asshole during this segment. I was like, this is brilliant. 
And he's getting booed anyway, so now he can play into those boos. And he's really good in the ring. So I actually think when we get to Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul, they could steal the show. And what kind of world are we living in when I'm throwing that out of there with all the other people that are on this thing? Seth Rollins versus Logan Paul could be one of the best matches. And not just from an in-ring point of view. I love what they did on Miz TV. Everything Logan Paul said was so swarmy and obnoxious. And he had a little bit of a glint in his eye because he also knew it was all true. Quick shout out to my man, Sean Gihon. I always get that wrong in the super chat. Appreciate super chats. Thank you very much. And he says, do you think we could ever see a return of main event Jey Uso? Just because he helped Jimmy last night doesn't necessarily mean he's 100% back with Roman in the bloodline. I think Jay's been the best part. I mean, <coughs> yeah, I could see something like that at some point. I think you have to be thinking past WrestleMania. And WrestleMania is only three weeks away, four weeks away. So, you know, what are we going to do in five, six, seven, eight weeks? I don't think you just want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. So, Sean, absolutely. I think that there is a way to... Not necessarily do Roman Reigns versus Jay Uso, but keep the interests going. And when the Usos do lose the tag team titles, which I believe they will to Sammy and Kevin Owens, that then opens up a whole barrel of questions too. What do the Usos do? Do they go babyface? Do they stay heel? We don't know. And there's only one way to find out, and that's to watch the show. And I think that's what ties into how good the storyline is, that usually we can either guess and guess pretty well or know that the script's going to get torn up. So what does it matter? Um, and I guess we should mention that too. Yes, apparently Vince McMahon was backstage at WWE last night. I'm not worrying about this stuff anymore. I'm just not. Again, I've got too many things in my own life I need to worry about. I'd rather it just carried on forward as it is now because I think they're doing a great job and I think that's representing the business metrics and I think the show is being booked better than usual. But whatever is going to happen is going to happen. There's a bigger... There's bigger things to talk about than the creative if that does go down and we'll wait until we have, uh, we have more information. The biggest news was apparently he had a moustache. And I know there was a Photoshop picture going around, but the Photoshop picture only existed because somebody told, I think it was Sean Ross Sapp, a fightful good guy, that um, Vince had a moustache. So I guess he got to 77 and went, well, it's time to grow a moustache. I mean, I grow a beard and shave it off all the time. So maybe he just felt that way. I don't know. Shout out to Dan Lemley in the super chat. Appreciate my friend who says Seth versus Jake will probably steal the show. Jake Paul? Did you mean to say Logan? I can't handle both Paul brothers on the same on the same show. Also, Jake Paul's probably going to be in um, training for his rematch when that comes around. Sounds like they're doing the Fury fight again. I've seen it once. I don't need to see it twice. But no, I like that Miss TV's with Logan Paul and Seth Rollins. I'm glad that we've turned Logan Paul into a proper heel. I think it's going to help him um, uh, help him muchly. And <coughs> oh, excuse me. All the stuff with Kevin Owens I thought was good too, but that kind of ties into what we've already talked about. I didn't mind them doing the disqualification. Uh, you don't want to beat Solo Sokoa because he's never get be beaten. I think you want to push him first. I think we want to get to the end of the year. We need to get him some kind of championship, maybe even the US title, and then start making noises like, wait a minute, this Mother Hubbard rarely loses. Because he has, yeah, I think out of the, um, the people that have transition to the main roster over the last sort of four or five years he's absolutely one of the best it was almost like he happened you're like why were you even in nxt you know you you should have been here straight away so um yeah i i liked all of that and of course it it kept it was a real smart moment because it meant when we got to the main event angle we would have talked about it we thought that sammy Zayn, that kevin owens would come out to save sammy Zayn, but it wasn't and it was cody and I think the way that WWE has now moved the Usos into the Roman Reigns position where Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens are, but also incorporated Cody Rhodes into the overall feud. So it feels like they're teammates and they feel like they're friends. They've sat down and they've thought about it. And I really appreciate that because not only does it reward you for being a long-term viewer, but it makes sense. And how many times, um, you know, 
have we watched stuff and we've gone, that doesn't make sense. Or you've got about this, or you've got about that. I think Kevin Owens even referenced that on an interview ages ago. There's nothing recent, but they know too. So to have a little bit of consistency and to allow things to play off other things that have happened ages ago it, it is wonderful. Uh, Castro, not turtle in the super chat. Thank you, my friend. Appreciate super chat. Says it's everything okay at what culture, Simon? Huh. Videos you do previously are being done by others. <laughs> not trying to stir up drama, just curious. Uh, I don't even know what videos they would be. I mean, the prediction videos are being done by other people, but that was something that we should have done ages ago. Um, it makes much more sense for people to have a debate rather than me just give you my predictions, which I can do on ups and downs anyway. But that's it. I don't believe any other videos are being done by anybody else. So, in fact, we just literally started doing Ring of Honor ups and downs. So I appreciate the fact that you care, but no, all, all is good. I don't think anybody is stealing any, any videos from me. I mean, I, I, I basically, it's like I threw myself up on that channel. So <laughs> I'm surprised you wouldn't want, I'm surprised you, you, know, you wouldn't want less as opposed to, as opposed to, to any more. But thank you for, for caring. But no, everything is fine. Everything is good, apart from my uh, deteriorating health, which uh, seems to suck in 2023. <coughs> and who the hell knows why. Uh, I can't even think what else we need to talk about on Raw. Uh, I like all the Maximum Male Model stuff. I just do. I know it's not everybody's cup of tea, but it's so absurd and it's so silly. I mean, we had Baron Corbin trying to win a match to become a model to try and help his self-esteem. This is the kind of stuff that I need in my life, friends. <laughs> this, is, this is the best kind of wrestling because it's nuts. Between that and the Rick Boogs and Elias segment, which I thought was very well done, it's very, very funny. When Bronson Reed marched over after Lysen kept going, you've got to say, I want to fight you. Obviously, he meant tell, this is what Rick Boog should say to him. And then Bronson Reed marched over with the perfect tone and said, do you want to fight me? And Lysen's face is so dumb. And the fact that before that, Rick Boogs was trying to deadlift a truck and then he was worried about his notes. I just think it's fun. And I just think it's entertaining. And it makes me happy. And I learned long ago, it's, I always get this on the internet, oh, you're the problem with wrestling, Simon. I mean, I probably am. I'm the problem with a lot of things in life. And I'm, I'm more than happy to, happy to deal with it. But when I watch those things, I'm like, man, they're having fun. I'm having fun. Why can't we all have fun? And I suppose it, um, it could even tie into a Rick Boogs versus Elias match at WrestleMania, which would be quite nice because Rick Boogs got injured the last year's WrestleMania. Who are they fighting? It was Rick Boogs and... It was a tag match. What I, remember, I think it was the Usos. He tried to pick both the Usos up and his leg went. And obviously it was absolutely terrible. And it, both him and Elias, man, are huge. <laughs> when, when they were stood there, it's like both of you are so damn jacked. Uh, it's absolutely hilarious. But there was one really good bit where we came out of a segment like that. I think it was the Maximum Male Model segment. And we went straight into a back, uh, backstage bloodlight segment. And I was like, there you go. Goofy to serious. And there was no problem at all. Especially on Raw. It's 180 minutes, man. <laughs> It's so damn long. And I get why it has to be. I understand it. But I would much rather, yeah, I'd much rather we um, we did stuff like that. So, yeah, I was a big fan of Raw. I think they did really, really well. I, I can't wait to see what we do with the Usos. I can't wait to see what Solar fits into this and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman. Jay Uso back with the bloodline. And it genuinely made me feel something, right? That's the key. It made me feel emotional. And whether it's a good movie or a good television show or a good anything, I just want to feel. And now... You know that Cody is going to get in Kevin Owens' ear, so we will get that tag team. I mean, I would probably do it, not on SmackDown, in the, within the next 14 days, right? So you've got three shows. You can do it on this week's SmackDown, next week's Raw, next week's SmackDown. And then we just build, build, build to WrestleMania. And I kind of, I wanted Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley to main event night one, but I think you need to main event with the tag titles. I just think we put too much time into it. Ultimately, it's not going to matter, but I look at it from a fan point of view. I think the reaction of Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn winning those is going to be so huge, especially if the match goes how I presume. I don't think anything else is going to follow it, right? Just to do a crappy segue, it's going to be a bit like the Hangman Adam Page stuff. 
and John Moxley stuff at, 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 at Revolution. I don't know how anyone is ever going to be. How you, how can you follow that match? It doesn't matter who you are. It's impossible because you've seen too much. And while I did think that match was incredible, I did think it was too violent. And I didn't think it was too brutal. But you're allowed to think that. But it was also called a Texas death match. This is the only thing that I can't handle. Oh, the Texas death match. I mean, I've just said this. I said it wrong. You have to forgive me. that I, I phrased that the wrong way. But anyone, including myself, going the Texas death match was too was too violent for me. <laughs> it's so dumb. We're all dumb. How is it called a Texas death match? If you said to anyone, do you want a Texas death match? You'd probably be like, I'm all right. <laughs> Unless they're well into it. If they love sort of, you know, people getting stabbed, they'd be like, oh, I'd love to watch a Texas death match. So it did exactly what it said in the tin. It lived up to its, um, to its advertising. Uh, shout out to Mr. TSG in the super chat. Thank you to everyone as always. It does support in the super chat. It's very, very kind of you. Uh, hi, Simon. Hope you feel better soon. I mean, me too. I'm ill all the time. It's ridiculous. Just wanted your opinion on where you think Cameron Grimes will fit in when he's called up. Well, I thought he was going to do something with LA Knight at first. But then this, the, the, that whole situation changed on, on SmackDown. It felt like we were going to do a tag team thing between the New Day and LA Knight. Well, they actually probably could still do that because they were going to fight for the Intercontinental Championship and neither of them was going to get in. So now I kind of do think, that, they said after WrestleMania, that I don't know, you know. I kind of had this feeling that because they've got some history, you could do LA Knight and Cameron Grimes together, but it's not like a must. I don't know, really. Either on Raw or SmackDown is fine. I think, um, I hate using these terms because you have to have somewhere everybody on the card. But somewhere in that mid-card range, if we push him right, I think Cameron Grimes is great. He was great on NXT. Um, he'll be great on Raw or SmackDown. I really look forward to seeing him. I I'm so happy. There was a time where I thought, I don't know how you get to the main roster, you know, with the setup as it was. But ever since Triple H has taken over, obviously it's massively different because he was one of Triple H's guys. Um, so I look forward to that. I think that'd be really, really fun. And I think he'll tie into this... Um, you know, that's why I think Raw may be better because he can kind of play multiple characters and Raw seems to be more goofy than SmackDown. So I think he probably he'll probably benefit from that um from from, from that a little bit. But uh yeah, yeah, I, I look forward to that. And there should be some other people coming up as well. Although who that will be, I don't know. I mean we also got the Bianca not Bianca Belair, the Becky Lynch, Lita, Trish Stratus versus damage control feud. I was a bit worried about that because I don't want the tag team titles to get lost in the shuffle, but then the rumor is apparently we are going to do the tag team championship match on a different day. I presume between I presume it'll be Shayna versus Ronda. So Shayna and Ronda taking on Becky and uh Lita. That seems weird to me, though. Maybe they lose it beforehand. I don't know. Or do they want to work double duty both days? Again, it's, it's a question we need to find out. But I do think WrestleMania is shaping up to be pretty decent all around. Um, and obviously, we basically confirmed Finn Balor versus Edge. That was fun. Love the Judgment Day. Don't break them up. Not enough with Dominic Mysterio on this show. <laughs> I'll throw that out there. I could have, um, I could have used more. And the, I mean, the, the only good thing about the Omos, Dolph Ziggler, Mustafa Ali stuff is that incredibly, because Mustafa Ali is playing the Dolph Ziggler fan and he had a sign, we cut to him in the crowd. This made the WWE gallery. This made WWE social media. Off to the left, there was a guy who had a sign and give this an upside. <laughs> I laughed so hard because I was just going through the pictures and there it was. I was like, what a world we live in. So as always, you guys are the best. I, I love you very much. Thank you for for making this gig even more fun than it would have been otherwise. I always say, when I was like 13, 14, if someone had said to me, when I was watching Raw, you know, one day in the future, someone's going to pay you money to review this. I'd be like, what do you even, that's not even a thing on some magic internet box. I'd be like, I don't know what the hell you're talking about. So the fact that we've got here and the fact that people are buying my shirts on Pro Wrestling Tees, we just released a wrestling, no, seriously, we just released a wrestling names ring shirt, right? So you've got Tina the Turnbuckle and Barry Barricade and Simba the Steel Steps. And whatever else, Alan the announce table. 
I've never sold so many shirts in, in three days. Like, you know, the other shirts have sold better, but not in three days. Somebody bought one in 10 seconds. I tweeted their name out. I forgot now. I should have got it. But you have no idea. That not only because it's great because it's financial support, of course, but the fact that I come up with all these daft things and you guys resonate with it, that's the greatest feeling in the world. It is. It puts a massive smile on my face. So thank you so much. Uh, shout out to Venche in the super chat. Again, something I really want to say thank you for the super chat. You know, all that money that filters through allows me to keep doing this. So I appreciate it. It says, hey, Simon, much love. Wanted to you know on your opinion on a possible Cody Rhodes versus Johnny Gargano and Oscar versus EO match. I imagine Cody Rhodes will work with Johnny Gargano soon. He went out of his way to work with uh, Chad Gable last week just because he likes Chad Gable. And I would imagine that Johnny Gargano fits into that bracket too. So I would like to think that at some point, just on a random episode of Raw, we could do that after maybe he wins the championship. I don't know. I wouldn't have a problem with that at all. And I think Oscar and Io Sky will happen. I still advocate that Oscar should win the title at WrestleMania. I don't think it matters that Bianca Belair loses it as long as Bianca Belair wins it back. And in that sort of uh, in-between period, absolutely. Let Io Sky and uh, Oscar, um, Oscar have matches. I want to see Oscar versus everyone, to be honest, because this brand new Oscar, I'm not saying it's the last run in her career, but I can imagine it could be her last run in WWE before she goes off to do something else. So anyone that she may not um, cross paths with again, let's make sure we get that match. I genuinely think Oscar is one of the best wrestlers in the world. Top five. Forget men or women. Top five. Oscar is there. She, she's brilliant. She's so, so good. Uh, somebody did ask, where's AJ Styles at the moment? He hurt his leg, right? He broke his ankle. I don't think he'd be back for WrestleMania, but that's okay. He can come back on a... Post-Mania or post-Raw, uh, post post-Smackdown. Um, yeah, you know, and post-Mania, Raw, Smackdown. I think that would be I think that would be pretty good. Uh, right, let's move into AEW Revolution. I'm going to get the card up because I won't be able to remember it otherwise. And it would just be, it'd just be sad for all of us. I mean, ultimately, we'll start with that main event because we are past the fact now. We don't need to run it down in the, in the traditional fashion. I mean, I think it's the greatest Iron Man match I've ever seen. And I, I genuinely mean that. Not just because it's fresh in our minds, but the way that it was put together, the stories that they told, the fact that it helped establish MJF as a better wrestler within the story. Shouldn't have done that with my fingers. If you're, not, if you're listening on, on, on podcast, that stupid thing when you do the quote marks with your hands, never do that. It doesn't, it doesn't work. Um, but yeah, it told an amazing story that basically Brian Danielson to me is the best wrestler ever in terms of bell to bell in ring. You, you can put people on his level, but he's in that top tier now. And I'm, you're never going to be able to convince me otherwise. Even if you put a gun to my head, I'd just take the shot and die. I'd be like, yeah, that's how, <laughs> this is the hill I'm willing to die on. It's not worth it. My girlfriend would be, would be very upset with me. Um, and Daniel, Brian Daniels would be upset too. <laughs> he ain't into that stuff. But I, um, yeah, the, the fact that it reestablished that, it reminds you that MGF is a really good wrestler but that he'll always cheat and he'll always take side side tracks and he'll always, you know, take the low road. I just thought that was so good. And the pace that they kept up, you know, I think the first fall around about 26 minutes was great. We did the low blow deal. So MJF was able to go 2-1 up, but obviously the ref DQ'd him for the low blow with 2-2. Then MJF goes up 3-2. Then Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, Bryan Danielson fights back. We get the big knee, 3-3. Then we go to sudden death. We do all the yes chant stuff, which I also thought was so damn inspired, all things considered. They totally had me fall. I mean, they had me fall before the damn match that Brian Danielson was going to win. So the fact that by the end of it, I mean, I, I was just totally sure of it. And the, he taps out too. I thought it was tremendous. I thought it was so good. Um, it, it makes MJF a bigger asshole. It makes Brian Danielson a bigger hero. And yeah, again, cements him right at the top of the tree for me. I suppose we do have to talk. And I regret doing this. I tweeted about it. So yes, at one point, MJF grabbed a drink from a mother and he threw it over the kid. 
it, it turned out there was some form of alcohol in that glass, and that's bad. It just is. That's not what you want from any wrestling show. And people go, oh, man, but they used to do it back in the 70s. It ain't the 70s, right? But you can also have two different opinions, uh, two different feelings to this. This is what I did. This is why I tweeted, and people went crazy at me. When he first did it, I was like, that's hilarious. That's hilarious. He threw some drink over a kid as dedication to the bit. I thought it was a plant, not like a plant growing out of the ground. I didn't think, that, I didn't, I didn't think the child... Oh, excuse me, was some kind of garden item. But I just thought it was him playing up to being a heel. And also, you can only judge these things on your own merit. If someone had done that to me when I was a kid, it would have been the greatest day of my life. But we're, not all, we're all different. That's cool. But then when you learn the mum was upset, the kid was upset, and there was alcohol in it, you're like, yeah, we shouldn't have done it. And going forward, you know what? We probably need to be a bit more careful about this. That doesn't ruin wrestling. That doesn't make MJF a bad person. That doesn't mean he needs to be suspended. That doesn't mean AEW hasn't handled it in the right way. I swear, so many people moaning about this. They don't even care. They don't even care. They just want, I just want to moan about something on Twitter today. And then something else comes along and they're moaning about that. That always drives me nuts. They moan about something for 10 hours and they find something else to moan about. It's like, well, you can't have been that passionate about it, can you? It was an incident that happened and we worked it out. And let's not do it again. Now, if we do it again... That changes the conversation. But you were allowed, as I did, to chuckle when he did it because it was a very heelish and unbelievable thing to do and then learn more of the facts and use the information and say, you know what, maybe we need to be a bit more clever down the line. That's it. That's the end of the conversation. Of all the people spamming me, honestly, you just, you're all getting muted. You don't, you don't know. I'm not a blocker, but if someone is going to talk to me like I'm a eight-year-old idiot, you get muted because we should be able to have intelligent, fair, back-and-forth discourse. And not all this, well, I think is quite disingenuous that you think a kid had alcohol poured on them, even though it's the exact opposite of what I've said. That's right. Some people go, oh, Simon, you're too nice. Yeah, well, I still mute your ass. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't excuse my niceness for weakness. Shout out to my man Spaz Phoenix in the Super Chat. Always supporting the Super Chat. Spaz, I appreciate you. Who says, listening at work, so just dropping some quick love. Thanks for everything you do, Simon. Thanks to you, Spaz. Check out his podcast if you do want more wrestling content. But no, fantastic, fantastic main event. I thought it was, uh, I thought it was tremendous. And yeah, I mean... I was so nervous about the Hangman Adam Page John Moxley Texas Deathmatch that I genuinely thought it could have gone on last because nothing could top it. And I don't think Wardlow and Samoa Joe, I think Wardlow and Samoa Joe did suffer a little bit. It's not their fault. Like I said, on ups and downs, this would have happened to anybody. But it was one of the most gruesome things I've ever seen. And yes, it made me uncomfortable. And it probably went over a line that I, where my line is when it comes to pro wrestling. But that's okay. I'm one person, right? I'm one person watching. And there were still elements that I really enjoyed. And holy crap, do I respect the hell out of them. The fact they went to the lengths that they did and they, the atmosphere they created and the sheer tension. I mean, I was, I was totally um, consumed by it. But when John Moxie is stabbing Hangman Adam Page in the head with a fork, I can also hear my own brain going, no, Simon, I don't know what you're engaged in right now, but I'm not 100% sure this is for us. Right? But it doesn't mean that I don't think it should be happening. It doesn't mean that I don't think that we should do these matches again. I just think we have to take responsibility on our own shoulders and go, I'm sat down to watch a Texas death match. This could get a little bit fruity. And it did get fruity in the ending as well. Oh my gosh, hanging a man. I mean, he is called Hangman Adam Page, so he should have seen it coming. But it's the perfect way to tap out. You were going to die. <laughs> he comes out on dynamite and says, listen, the only reason I submitted is because I didn't want to die. I'm like, yeah, no worries, John Moxley. I understand. I'm in your corner. But I mean, it was it was amazing in the literal sense. You know, if you look up the actual definition of the word amazing, the fact they did that is um is pretty damn uh, 
it's pretty damn uh, it's pretty damn amazing um and it, i think b- between those two matches the main event that one and the uh what do you call it uh, the, the the trios match the house of black versus um uh, the elite i just thought they it's rare that you see those that kind of level of quality across a pay-per-view and they were all really good for for their own reasons and it's also why another reason why i love the young bucks because the first thing that matt jackson did is he gets in he demands brody king and then realizes i don't want to do that goes to chat goes to tag in nick and nick's like i don't want to do it <laughs> he runs away they just get it they understand how to have fun while also doing superb wrestling matches it just makes me happy um and I think it was the right thing to do too. I think making House of Black the trio's champions sort of puts them in a position where now they can run wild a little bit. But also, I would I would spin the Young Bucks back off to the tag team division. Division. I think AEW will uh, I will um, uh, benefit that overall. And I actually I think I'd put Kenny Omega back in the singles division and have him go after MJF. Those are the kind of matches we want to see, right? We don't not want to see MJF versus Kenny Omega. And it depends when you do it, because I'd also like to see MJF versus Adam Cole. And I think maybe Adam Cole should be the guy to beat MJF, uh, especially because they need a top-tier babyface. Although either either Adam Cole or Kenny Omega could be that guy. So I think it's going to be interesting. And I think they're in a very, very good position. I like the fact that Ruby Soho uh, joined the Outsiders, whatever we call it. That triple threat match was fine. Jamie Hayes is still the champion, but the aftermath was good. That's what I would have done. We should build to a blood and guts match. Um... Because, you know, why not? We've done it with the men. We should do it with the women. That's another conversation. I still I still get people, I mean, talking about Ruby Soho. She was involved in that Rampage Street fight. I still get people uh, messaging me going, well, they shouldn't have done it, but the men should have done it. I mean, welcome to 2023, man. You're a human. You can do whatever you want. You know, like, again, if Hangman Adam Page and John Moxley want to stab each other, do it. <laughs> it sounds terrible, if you know what I mean. And if Ruby Soho and whoever, I think Willow Nightingale, Bunny, I can't remember, Penelope Ford, if they want to do it, they're allowed to do it too. And you're allowed not to watch it. Doesn't, not everything has to, I'm doing it, I'm being a hypocrite. But not everything that we talk about have to get on a soapbox. <laughs> it's meant to be wrestling. We're just meant to be enjoying it. Shout out to QPR forever in the super chat. Thanks, my friend. This is, hey, Simon, got my head back in the right place, working hard in the gym, getting fitter, healthier, and the mood has improved. Man, that is great to hear. And shout out to anyone that may be watching this right now, feeling a little bit down, feeling a little bit gray, feeling a little bit blue. Nothing wrong with that. Take your time. You're a human being. I know it sounds ridiculous coming from me, but there's always going to be ups and there's always going to be downs in this crazy thing called life. So, you know, make sure... You appreciate that. Make sure you explore your feelings. Make sure you understand your feelings. Make sure you reach out and chat to someone, you know, and, and know that you will you will be okay. It may take a few days. It may take a few weeks. It may take a few months. We never know that you can't put a time limit on these things. But, you know, you know the classic. It's okay to not feel okay. So just some positive cheer to everybody out there. Uh, Ricky Starks being Chris Jericho by Pinfall is awesome. Again, that should put him right back into the title, or at least a title conversation. Same with Jack Perry being Christian Cage. I mean, that was the cool thing about Revolution, right? All the homegrown pillars won. Nothing wrong with that at all. Uh, Wardlow Samoa Joe was an interesting one. Not only because they had to follow the craziness of the uh, of, of the death match. I just wouldn't have done that finish. When I see two big guys going at it, especially given the madness of the of the preceding contest, I kind of want that to end in a similar vein. I want something big. And given that Wardlow likes the powerbomb falls over and over again, I just think if he had done that to Samoa Joe, it would have been much better. I know they kind of did a little bit of the powerbombs here and there. And there's, there's a certain niceness for, to Wardlow to beat Samoa Joe using his own move, especially because Wardlow, you know, cut the thing that meant the most to him off, which was Wardlow's hair tied into his dad. I get that there's a story there, but sometimes you watch things and you just go, you know what, I think we could have done this a bit differently. And that's just something that I would have done um, 
a little bit differently. I would have done something really hard, hard hitting, big, impactful, over the top, bada bing, bada boom. And then, um, you know, I, I would have, I would have taken it. I would have taken it from there. And it really does beg the, I, I'm, I'm so confused about what we're going to do on, uh, uh, what do you call it? A uh, dynamite. Because the rumor is that powerhouse holes may beat Wardlow. And if we do that, do we turn Wardlow heel? I think that's the only way we get away with it. If it turns out to be a Wardlow heel turn, then it's not so bad. It's not so shabby because it ties into the bigger story. But if we're trying to keep him babyface, he loses the championship within three days. I don't know. But it's interesting. But look, it was still a good match. I still enjoyed it. And I really enjoyed the tag team match. Love the fact that the Glenn Club retained. Love the fact the FTR is back. Just opens a door to do, um, to do a, a, bunch of, a bunch of fun things. And Jeff Jarrett has just been the, the greatest addition to AEW. And I feel silly for ever doubting it. More fool me. I shouldn't have done it, but I did. Uh, I also just want to give a shout out to Luke in the chat as well, who is coming to see me wrestle on the 18th of March for UKPW in Canterbury. Again, if you'd like to come see me wrestle, that would be absolutely wonderful. Just go to my Twitter or my Instagram at Simon316 and you will find a list of dates because I'll always tweet them, tweet them up there. And if you're in Denmark this weekend, that's right, Danks Pro Wrestling, Miller is coming, which is just crazy. Why am I being booked in Denmark? I don't know. But it is, it is, it is going to go down. I'm just going through... Some news notes that I forgot to write down to see if there's anything we need to talk about, but I don't think there is. Vince McMahon was the big one. I shrugged my shoulders. I'm going to wait and see what happens with that before jumping on the bandwagon because I never think it uh, it helps. I did love this headline. Elena Vega had to explain what Naruto was to Vince McMahon. That should surprise no one, but I love that it's um I love that it's a thing. And otherwise, yeah, it's all stuff to just we're just building towards um what do you call it? WrestleMania at the moment and dealing with the fallout of, of of all out of all out of revolution which is why it's been I think just a tremendous weekend for professional wrestling like I really really mean it I've had a great old time I thought Smackdown was great and then that obviously led straight into um uh what'd you call it um <coughs> excuse me uh the revolution and then we had an awesome episode of Raw so you know I'm just happy that I get to enjoy a, a bunch of of wrestling I don't care who it is. I'm never going to get bogged down in that stuff because I don't think it's worthwhile. No, I don't think there's anything else going on in the news. I think we pretty much covered it all apart from people going crazy. But, you know, people are always going to go crazy. So what we shall do is if you are in the chat right now, uh, two things, actually. If you are in the in, in the chat right now, if you could hit the like button, that would absolutely rock and the subscribe button if you haven't done that already. And if you want to definitely get a question answered, just throw it in the super chat and I'll answer that. But just spam the chat with as many as you can and we will um, and we'll get to as many as we can. Uh, definitely before my, my voice goes entirely, I do apologize for... Nobody wants to hear a sick man coughing and spluttering on a show that is essentially audio first. But hey-ho, when we first started doing this podcast again properly a few months ago, I didn't want to fall out of the timing with it again, the scheduling. So we are going to, uh, we're going to fly through regardless, no matter, no matter what it means. Uh, I like this. A lot of people in the chat saying that everybody is killing it at the minute and every show is worth watching. Yes, that's what it should be. I get that there's tribalism in wrestling I and mean, there's tribalism in all walks of life. But I just we just don't have to subscribe to that. Again, we can make those decisions. And I I like the fact that I get to watch Dynamite, I get to watch Rampage, I get to watch Raw, I get to watch SmackDown, I get to watch premium live events, I get to watch pay-per-views. Hey, I watched um I watched Ring of Honor on Friday, or Thursday, Friday, whichever it was Thursday night, Friday morning. So um, you know, you can check out ups and downs for that as well. Tony Khan came out and said that there's 12,000 people subscribed to Honor Club, which is pretty good when all things are considered, and it's more than Ring of Honor's ever had. And look, it's a very match-heavy show, 
but I think it was quite nice. And there were some people that I enjoyed seeing again. There were other wrestlers that I enjoyed, um, you know, getting to know a little bit better. And I also think it provides more opportunities for people to showcase their talents. Now, I know it's a little bit different because it's behind a paywall, but I still would imagine that most wrestlers would rather do it than not do it. So, yeah, I don't... I'm intrigued to see where it goes. The only thing I'm not sure about is Eddie Kingston leaving AEW for Ring of Honor. I know it's part of the storyline, but I'm more than happy for Claudio and Eddie Kingston to head that thing up for the world title because they're awesome. And the feud is actually sort of based in reality a little bit. But I want to see MGF versus Eddie Kingston. Like I really do. For the promo battles alone, if there is one guy in the entirety of All Elite Wrestling who can probably... I mean, Brian Danielson did it a little bit, but Eddie Kingston from day one... I'm not 100%. I'm not, I mean, MGF would be able to hang with him. Of course he would. But if you want a promo battle, that's a promo battle. So I do hope we figure that out somehow because I think that would be um, I think that would be a lost opportunity. Uh, somebody asked who currently has the best theme song in wrestling. That's a really hard one. I mean, Cody Rhodes is, is an absolute joy. When John Cena started playing yesterday, I was laughing. So that's got to be good. I think i got to go with AEW, Sting's AEW thing. Mikey Rucker smashed that. And I told him so too. And I will continue to tell him. Uh, what do you think about Jay White during the Judgment Day? I think him being known as Switchblade would go down well with the ex-condom. Do you know what? I quite like that idea. I mean, he's, you know, he, he, he's headed up a group before. It would give them an, an edge. No pun intended. He could even help at WrestleMania. You know, that's a great idea. Oh man, I'm totally on board with that. But he's got to be the leader. Now, because I don't think it's not going to affect anybody else. Well, maybe it does a little bit. But I think you need to establish Jay White for an audience that may not know who he is. So he's got to be the leader and they've got to take a step up too. But I like that. Good good, good shout. I like that a lot. Uh, somebody asked me, so how much money are they making from 12000 a month for Ring of Honor? I don't know. I don't worry about that stuff because I don't have to. Not that you can't. It's just I don't care. Uh, if Cody wins the title, who should be the first five people to challenge him? Well, I would like the Gunther match. I don't think we're going to do it that soon. But I would like the Gunther match. Um, he should probably take on both of the Usos. He'd probably take on Solo Sokoa and maybe someone like a Bronson Reed. I just want to see Cody Rhodes versus a monster. I want WWE to go a little bit old school because when they have gone old school recently, I actually think they've done a pretty damn good job. Uh, are you excited that the Money in the Bank pay-per-view is in London? I am. And yes, we will be there in all the capacity having some fun. Um, I'd love to see you ups and downs, some video games. Well, thing is you'd only get like two a year it's so hard to try and finish games these days and um i would like to do that but i think it's probably just gonna be for resting for now finding time is quite uh is quite difficult but that's okay it means i've got lots to do there's nothing wrong with that uh, i'm surprised they didn't build keith lee versus swerve for revolution i know what you mean but where would they have put it it probably would have been rushed I don't 100% know if we can actually make it through to double or nothing because it's a long way away. But as long as we build it up big and as long as it main events, whatever it main events, I'll be okay with it. I think Keith Lee has done a tremendous job since coming back. I think Swerve Strickland has proved that he has all the potential in the world. Very excited about that feud to the point I don't even need the moguls. I could just take those two going at it. I really think there's something there and I'm pumped to see what AEW does with it. Shout out to my man Joe Compton in the super chat. Thank you very much, Joe. I appreciate you. Uh, assuming Cody wins and Roman goes away for a while, who do you think is the next superstar to challenge cody so there it is uh so we were actually i don't know i'm trying to think. come out of wrestlemania i think there could be the potential that we do the bloodline without roman taking on sammy kevin and and cody i can see it being bronson reed is that a bit crazy maybe i just think they want to put him up against a threat you could maybe do Bobby Lashley. That would be interesting if he beats Bray Wyatt. I don't think you'll do Brock Lesnar. I don't think that works. I don't think Brock Lesnar would want to lose in a short program, which is what it would be. That's a great question, though. 
I don't know. Baron Corbin, Cody Rose whipped his ass, but I suppose that kind of negates it a little bit. There's a lot of options. It's really important too, because when Brian Danielson won his, his first opponent was Kane, which was fine. And then, you know, Brian got injured. But I don't think it lived up to the excitement we all had. And if we come out of WrestleMania feeling pumped, we need something else to keep pumping us up. You know, don't pop our balloon, pump it so big that we fly around and we never come back down to earth. So and a few people are saying Brock versus Cody. I don't think it's going to be Brock versus Cody. I think you should do Brock versus Cody unless Brock is happy to get crossroads and lose, which I don't think he I don't think he is. That's the main thing. I want to see Cody versus everyone. Yeah, me too. I want to see Cody versus everyone. There's, you know, there's a a great roster out there to, to utilize. Although at the moment, I'm not 100% sure who is being moved into that position. But I trust WWE now. That's the other thing. They have earned my trust. And that is an important thing when it comes to wrestling. Uh, I think they should do Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn versus the Usos, the Undisputed Tag Title. Since now Jay turned on Sami, they will 100% do that at WrestleMania. I will put my hair on it. Um, who do you think wins between Brock and Omos? If Omos doesn't lose... <laughs> I mean, I'm not going to say I'll do anything stupid because I wouldn't do it anyway, so I would have lied to you. But I'll be shocked and I'll probably do a tweet. <laughs> That's what I put out there. That's a great shout. Someone says Switchblade Jay White should be the guy. Now, for us, Jay White being the guy to challenge Cody would rock. He would have to lose that feud. I think my only worry is the more casual WWE fan, as much as I hate that term, probably doesn't know who Jay White is, so I do think you need to establish him first. However, that is a feud I would love to see it. Cody Rhodes versus Jay White in WWE. When they're both treated right, Cody's been treated right since he comes back. If Jay White gets treated right since he he makes his debut too, oh, I tell you, it's the kind of WWE I want to see. Jay White has all the potential to be, he's easily a main event guy. Just has to be booked that way. And we don't even know if he's signed there yet. He may go to AEW, could go somewhere else. I'll have to wait and see, as long as he's being paid... Uh, Paid some money. Uh, it's not going to be Chad Gable, I'm very sorry to say, just because we've already seen that match. And that WWE doesn't do that. If they genuinely had Chad Gable planned, which they never would do, sadly, uh, they wouldn't do that match on Raw because it takes away the specialness of it. And they love the whole first time ever. But it is back. Is it, is it still Backlash? They're not calling it WrestleMania Backlash anymore. So I don't know. That's a good question. I like it. This is the point, though. Does he even win? We think he's going to win, but we're not sure. We're being those guys. Uh, will we ever see Big E wrestle again? I hope so, because I love him. But mostly as long as he's happy and healthy. That's the main thing. I've been lucky to beat Big E a couple of times. And uh, he is a he's a force for good. Let's just say that. So whatever kind of situation he has to be in to continue to be a force for good, then I think that's okay by me. Um, somebody said they want me versus Cody for the WWE title. The problem with that is, is that I'll walk out and people be like, who's the bull guy? <laughs> it won't be like, oh my gosh, it's the ups and downs guy. But who's this bull guy? Is it John Cena? <laughs> no, they won't think that. I don't think he's going to lose this much air in the next few months. Shout out to my man, Shane Davies. I appreciate you in the super chat. Thank you so much. How do you drop titles of Roman and Usos without having too many title changes if they happen at or before WrestleMania? Well, I think... Um, I think at WrestleMania, you can do all the title changes as long as the story makes sense. That's what used to happen at WrestleMania. So, you know, you can... I mean, if you go through all the matches, you can have Rhea Ripley win. Not a problem. It makes sense. You can have the Usos lose and Sami Zayn and Kevin Owen win. Makes sense. Um, I don't think John Cena will win the US title, so that one doesn't count. You can have Roman lose. Again, makes all the sense in the world. Uh, Gunther lose. Yeah, but Gunther could lose to Drew McIntyre. I wouldn't mind that either. So that's the thing. There's so many different... And you can even change the women's tag team titles. I actually think that's quite fun. 
you know, there's no one at the moment that I think 100% has to hold on to their titles, other than maybe Austin Theory, but I'd be happy to have a chat about that, which doesn't actually benefit WWE going into the post-mania program where we can do new feuds and new title matches and change things up a bit. Same with Bianca Belair and Oscar. You can have Oscar win. And I think that makes WrestleMania fun and makes it surprising. So, no, I've got no problem with them changing as many belts as possible, as long as it ties into the story and as long as they're doing it. Because, again, they thought outside the box and they've they've thought up post-WrestleMania and they've gone, well, we can do this, et cetera, et cetera. So somebody wants me versus Gunther. I would have that match. I mean, he'd kill me, but of course I would. That's a dream match. Who would have won that? If you get versus Gunther, it means you've done something well with your wrestling career too. Uh, people are talking about a Drew McIntyre heel turn as well. Yeah, I agree. I think it's time. He has done all he can as a babyface, and he showed a little tease of it against Sheamus, although you can kind of argue that either way. And I don't 100% mind Drew McIntyre winning the IC Championship, going heel and taking on Sheamus as the first feud, and then potentially moving Gunther into that Cody Rhodes position, right? That's a wrestling world I'm all right with seeing, so no problem with that at all. Uh, could The Rock come back? <laughs> Excuse me. <laughs> and cost Roman the title. No, he's not going to do that. The Rock, if The Rock's on his show, he's being advertised for the show. He wants to take credit for the house, you see. That's what The Rock does. Uh, Cody versus AJ, Cody versus Finn. Both should be that. I agree that Oscar should beat Bianca Belair. Yep, it just makes sense to me. Cody versus Drew. Well, you could do that if he goes heel, but he would be the Intercontinental Champion maybe. So, so we don't know. And what do I think Seth is doing after WrestleMania? Well, I mean, you have you could probably go back to the Cody-Seth feud at some point. I just don't know whether Seth is a babyface or a heel or not. I would like Cody's first challenger to be a proper bad guy. That's why I think a monster is good, because it just, it just ticks the boxes. But this is what's neat, man. We've got all these potential options, and we don't, know, we don't know what direction it's going to head in. And that makes it exciting. And again, as long as the stuff all comes together and doesn't make you go, huh? Then we've done something right. That's the main thing. Shout out to Bush and Rio. Cat, always appreciating the Simon chat. Thank you so much. Uh, Simon, you are like an aroma candle. Soothing, therapeutic with muscles. That's the best compliment of my life. Thank you, my friend. I will take that. I'm going to write it down on a piece of paper. Please, two questions. One, bring back ups and downs for movies. I want to see your review of Shazam 2. I mean, I'm going to go see Shazam 2. I'll do my best for you, my man. Let me see what I can do. And how come you never review a stardom event? It's goofy wrestling. I just don't have the time to watch it. I, I catch sort of highlights and clips because I like to say, stay in touch with as much wrestling as possible. Um, but seriously, I think one of the reasons I'm sick again, I don't sleep. And not in a bad way. It's because I'm very, very lucky to have one of the coolest jobs ever. But one of the sacrifices, everything comes with a sacrifice or a compromise, is a lack of sleep. And I think... Um, you know, as I get older, I need more sleep. I, don't, I, I can get away with getting less sleep, which is always the way. Um, so yeah, I just, it, it, Ring of Honor was tough enough to squeeze in. And again, that's only going to stay if the views are where we need them to be. It's a business. So if I tried to watch Stardom, I just don't know. I, I just wouldn't be able to. And I don't have time to actually learn the product properly. So it'd be awful. It'd be like me trying to do a review on, I don't know, a persona game <laughs> like i played a couple of them be like this guy doesn't actually know what he's talking about i don't think we need to uh i don't think we need to go down that route but i appreciate the fact that you would take more ups and downs uh but i certainly will yeah there's a few movies i want to see i want to see shazam uh i want to see uh oh, i just saw the advert for the, oh, the mario movie and i want to see that uh that nike movie how it's called now with ben affleck and, and matt damon so yeah i'll try and do reviews for all of them on the channel if i can i always want to I mean, it really is a, is a question of time. Not that I'm moaning. I'm very, very blessed to do what 
to do what I do. Uh, a few people asking about retro ups and downs. Look, it ties into what we just talked about. Not enough people watch them. And the way it works with me and what culture is, it's my job, right? Again, I'm very lucky and blessed to do the job and I love the people I work with, but they give me a list of videos to make and I make them. Sometimes I would like to do retro ups and downs, but I can understand, well, if the numbers weren't there, we can't do it. Sometimes I get a video and I think, well, that doesn't really sound like something I would do, but it's my job. And so we do it and we make it fun. That's the point. It's like any kind of job we've got. You don't say, no, I'm not doing that. You just do it. And you do it with a smile on your face. So to say with retro ups and downs, I totally get it. No beef with me whatsoever. Maybe one day it comes back. Maybe it doesn't. But I love what culture and ups and downs for all should be up now. So as we are about to wrap up, if you want to finish here and go over there, I'd appreciate that. The support is always um, always appreciated. Uh, do you think they should unify the women's tag titles with the NXT ones due to the lack of women's tag teams? I mean, I do. I never think it's good to take away women's belts, but they're not treating them in the way that I think they need to be treated. And if they're never going to get the time, I would rather they focused on one because then by proxy, they may actually get utilized more. Uh, that was my main worry when that um, the six the six women match was announced. I was like, well, what about the tag titles? Then everyone said, oh no, they're going to defend them on a different day. So yeah, I do think they should do that. But I also think less is better anyway. So I would unify the world titles. I'd probably unify the Intercontinental and the US and just try to make more of them. But it's fine either way. Like, it's not a problem, is it? it, it it's all good. Um, what if I said I would watch Retro Ups and Downs 100,000 times? Well, you wouldn't. And, and sadly, YouTube doesn't work that way. But I appreciate it. For you, my friend, I would try and get the odd Retro Ups and Downs back. Leave it with me, uh, and, and I'll do my best. And someone else says, Simon versus anyone from WrestleTalk. I mean, I would do that match. Of course I would. And they would do it too. Do you know how much fun we could have? And get Coaholic involved, and the Going In Raw guys, and everybody else that I'm forgetting that I should probably talk about and I haven't. Throw them all in a ring and we'll have a fight. But I ain't putting them over. <laughs> I'm joking. I don't care. It's wrestling. Who gives a flub? Right. On that note, um, I think I will... Um, uh, uh, wrap things up because my voice is uh, my voice is slowly going thank you for joining me as always as long as I don't die we will be back on Thursday to chat whatever has gone down in wrestling I appreciate you joining me this is the most people that have watched uh, concurrently live since we started doing live streams again so that means the world to me and like I say when I have built my little studio over there it's going to be the Simon Miller show. We're going to talk about a bunch of stuff. It's going to be very similar to stuff you see on YouTube, but I enjoy watching that, which is where the inspiration came from. And then we won't have this. Uh, well, I, like, I like my logo, but we won't have this weird background. It will be a proper thing, and we'll try and do it. We'll try and do it a little bit more. But yeah, thanks for the super chats. Thanks for watching, liking, subscribing. Again, prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Simon Miller. Tees going up all the time, all based on my stupid catchphrases. I love the fact people buy them. I got fitness tees too. You can get the link here for Samson Athletics. You can support them as well. They're good guys. They're helping me out. Um, what else? Cameo, if you want a personalized video message. Instagram and Twitter at Simon316. Again, huge shout out to patrons. Patreon.com forward slash Simon316. Without them, I wouldn't be able to uh, do this show. I mean, they, all the money goes from that goes into this. So so thank you so much. Otherwise, though, just try and enjoy wrestling as much as you can. You don't have to listen to me. Like You don't, you don't need anyone preaching to you in your life. You've got enough going on. But always remember, it's much more fun to just enjoy wrestling for what it is. And if you don't like something, just shrug your shoulders and go, meh, never mind. And remember that somebody else probably liked it. And that's awesome as well, because wrestling should be for everyone and should be putting as many smiles on different individual faces as they can. So please take care of yourselves. Thanks, as always. I appreciate the support and you allowing me to do this. If I can find my mouse, there it is. I can go to the right screen. Not true. I can't remember which one it is now. Look, take care of yourself. Love you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye.